back to what we're talking about with the Packers. Um, so let me just ask you this, Ebo, because here's the first thing that jumps out at me. So again, I uh, you're, normally I would want to wait on this, just like I would want to wait on giving my division pick. Uh, our sports director kind of put me behind the eight ball with putting me on on the on the line to make a pick. So I said, fine, I'll do it. Yeah, give in to peer pressure. Um, and last night I was asked the same thing uh, out at the uh, the duck pond before I was. Uh, well, so you're giving into peer Mike. pressure. If, yeah. When your mom asked you if your friends jump off a bridge, would you? What would you say? I'd always say yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, totally. Um, I'd be the one to dare. I'd be the one. See, and this the other thing. My mom never wanted to hear this. I was the one daring my friends to yeah. jump off the bridge. Hey, I bet so, you won't do that. Uh, she's like, well, that boy's a bad influence on you. I'm like, well, how do you know I'm not the bad yeah, influence? Yeah, maybe I'm the bad influence. Um, so, yeah, I don't do well with peer pressure. So I was asked last night, uh, you know, I would normally wait till probably Labor Day weekend. But, hey, Packer season's here. I get it. We're all excited for football. It's not like it's the worst thing in the world to be sitting here talking about the Packers True. Uh, on the show today. So over, under, win total. Vegas, as of this morning, has the numbers sitting at eight and a half or at nine and a half. Here's what I was going to ask you. When the first totals dropped right after the draft, free agency in late April, early May, the Packers were trending around eight and a half, possibly nine. To buy up a win total, basically a game, when you only play 16, I can tell you that takes a lot of money changing hands. Now, I get it. The Packers are a national brand. You know, they're they're the, when you're the casual fan, tourist in Vegas and you want to put a $20 Super Bowl bet down or you want to put Aaron Rodgers right people know the Cowboys they know the Packers they know the Patriots so I get it we're a national brand that being said it's still a little surprising for a team that's had two losing seasons hasn't made the playoffs back-to-back years for the first time since 1990 um, that I would think there'd be a lot of unanswered questions uh, about the Packers yet their win total uh, has gone up over the last two months, does that surprise you, Ebo, that in a team that, like, Matt, Le- you know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers farts in Matt LaFleur's direction and ESPN.com is breaking into programming. Aaron Rodgers crop dust LaFleur. Is right. there trouble in Titletown? So we're just, like, waiting for this thing to implode this season. You got, you know, idiots like Greg Jennings yesterday, again, going on. He just made about, the list. By um, the how it's going to be a disaster. So you have all these unanswered questions about the Packers, yet – the, the public, the betting public, is betting up the Packers. Does that surprise you? Well, I mean, let's look at our history here. How many years in a row has it been at 9.5 for the under over-under for Vegas? Hadn't it been 9.5 almost every year? Uh, well, you know, the since, I mean, when they were 12-4, and four, the year they lost to the Seahawks and the craziness, I think they were, you know, 10-11 because that was, you know, they were still in that, that well, pocket. Okay, was of, it three years ago yeah, the or last two years or ago they were years. favored in every single, what year was it when they were favored three in years every, ago. three years, favored in every single game? What did they finish that year? Wasn't it 10, 10 and 6? Well, they had this, how many years have they, to your question, how many years have they finished 10 and 6? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I was kind of leading to. I think the Packers and 10 and 6, like, was kind of like hand in hand. Right. Uh, so nine and a half, God, man, nine and a half is pretty yikes. That's good because you look at well, some to, of the, to, again to your point to win the bet. You got to do what they did basically four years in a row. They got to go ten and six. I mean, let's just look at some of their away games though. You have the Cowboys, you have the Chiefs, you have the Chargers, um, you have the Niners for out of the division, obviously, and then you have uh, the Giants. So winning on the road obviously harder. Do you think they can get a win in, in Dallas? Uh, I mean, a lot will obviously depend on Elliott and, and Dak Prescott. That's early in the season. I mean, you, you go back to two years ago. That was the game before the broken yep. collarbone. One of the all-time, you know, whatever you think Aaron Rodgers personally, 
That was one of the all-time great performances by a Hell quarterback. A performance. That drive he put together and the throw to Devontae Adams. So, I mean, so and I, you go the year before, yep. the and, uh, the divisional round, the Cowboys were 13-3. and three. So the Packers have won twice in a row in Dallas. So, yeah, they, yeah, absolutely so I they have, could win in Dallas. I have a lot better feeling of them winning in Dallas than I do of them going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs or to L.A. for the Chargers. I think those are going to be uh, well, and the home back. crowd in L.A. for the Chargers. Though sucks. There's like no one in there. Yeah, but it's like that stretch last year. That's back to back. That's last that's, year. When that's they, a lot of travel. They played the Patriots, Rams, and uh, uh, Seahawks three straight weeks on the road. It's not that brutal this year, but they go Chiefs on a Sunday night game, and then, then they go Chargers the following Sunday yeah. at a three o'clock. And so, then you get the Panthers after that. Then you go for the 49ers in Week 12. Then to the Giants in Week 13. You go flying different. You're going coast to coast. But you look at the finish. But the Giants. Giants, Redskins, Bears, Bears. Vikings, Lions. And the final two Um, games are on the road. I think this, I mean, it's it's a tough schedule. It's tough, but you get a lot of games at home to start the season. It's an easier schedule uh, to end the season, but you get, you got some zigzagging of the country. I don't know. You you factor all that in. Do you believe this team is better than nine and seven? That's what you, to to walk into a casino. Uh, and make a bet to hop on my bookie and make a bet to win the bet. You have to believe right now, today on August fourteenth, that the Packers are better than a nine and seven team. Do you truly believe, Nelson? I'll ask you. Just start with you and go to Ebo. Do you believe this is better right now than a nine and seven team? Right now, I'm going to say no because I think they are nine and seven. So I don't think they're better than nine and seven. And I think I mean Vegas obviously doesn't miss anything, and that's why they threw the half on there. You know, they're not every team has a hook. A lot of teams have even lines. The Packers are one of the few teams that have a win total with a half. Because I think Ebo, to his point, I think the under. Well, Vegas pegged it. I think Vegas thinks. I, I, I think do nine ma- and seven. Yeah, I think that's what a majority of people think they're going to be nine and seven. Obviously, you lose the bet. I was just rattling off the like what I just gut instinct win and loss looking at the record. Nine and seven, I think Packers go. Um, just right off the right off the top of the dome, off the gut. So I'd say I'd take the under by that half game. Nine and nine and a half is pegging it, dude, for Vegas. That's why they got those, you know, those apartments out there. Well, they don't I was say apartments, that. I should say, hotels, yeah, they casinos. Don't, they don't miss much. All right, are you taking the over or the under, Packer fans? Nine and a half again to win the bet. You got to be a ten and sixteen. Do you truly believe in your plums that this is a uh, a 10 and 16 and top 10 mixed drinks in America. We have one down. That would be number seven, the old fashioned um, whiskey. Dot again, I'm stunned by that, Nelson. But I think I know when you start hearing Ebo, when you get about when we get about four of the 10, you'll understand why. And I, again, I don't know if this speaks to we're, we're like our palates are changing. Um, if you know, we think of like whiskey cokes or rum cokes or you know, like the cheaper like mixers, and we're more of a refined mixed drinking society. No. It is a little weird. Okay, I will so say Nelson that. said a what did you say, Nelson? A whiskey, whiskey and coke. coke. What if I were to say a whiskey and diet coke? No, and I would I would have accepted okay, that. No, gotcha. I would. I'm not gonna be like that. I would put it in any uh, any form. All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Give me the top 10 selling mixed drinks in America. Oh, Liquid Ink Hydro on Twitch says, is the urine sample shot on there? (laughs) Who remembers that one? Uh, I remember it. I cannot believe you drank it without throwing up. One of the great accomplishments. I almost did. Um, I think it's, you know, if I'm you, when you're on your deathbed and you're surrounded by loved ones, 
hopefully many years from now, I would be referencing that, saying one of the <laughs> proudest moments of my life. Was not yakking. Was not throwing up on the urine shot. sample. Uh, OB, I love you, but no, the Apple Teeny did not make the top 10. <laughs> um, nice try. All right, 608-321-1670. Give me your top 10 mixed drinks in America. And if I handed you a $20 bill right now and said you have to walk into a casino and put it on the Packers' win total, are you putting that $20 on 10 wins or 9 wins? That's what it's going to take to win that bet. Well, uh, you know a guy who knows a thing or two about refined drinking and sports? It's our buddy Jocko. Jocko. NBC 15 Sports. He joins the show next. I want to get you guys' take on Josh Hader in a second here, but first it was uh, the Red Shed just tweeted at us. I love how the Red Shed's tweeting at us now. They said, just take a look at the profile picture, boys. You already know. Oh, yeah. What do they have down there? Uh, it's the, the it's Long the, Island. It's the real thing or the Long Island iced tea. And Red Shed, I can tell you, many of my formative years were uh, uh, spent consuming your, your signature drink. Uh, no... Uh, the one tequila that made the list would be the margarita. Sorry, Red Shed. No uh, Long Island iced teas on the top ten. All right. I feel like that's a very specialized college drink. So last night when Josh Hader comes into the game, are you sipping a drink to try and forget what's going to happen, or are you sipping a drink because you think a victory's coming? Then um, after, afterwards when Josh Hader – is Josh Hader figured out? Have they figured him out? He's got his fastball. God, I, you don't want to say that, Then once in a while it's a slider. Nelson, Nelson has even figured out. Dude, those numbers don't lie. Look at look at his look at his splits from the beginning of the year up until the uh, All Star break, and then look at him since. He's gonna lit roughly up. half of his hits have been home runs. Is Josh Hader like the baseball version of a read option quarterback? <laughs> Serious. Like you can get any. I don't. And so every are you defensive saying that quarter- Josh Hader is going to hold out. In the next few years, and ask for a lot more money, and then are you saying Josh Hader is Dak Prescott? Oh, I was going to say Colin Kaepernick. Well, yeah, I mean, oh. we'll take any of them. Marcus Mariota, take a guy, you know, Robert Griffin the third, take any read option quarterback who just was shredding his first year or two in the NFL, and then what happens? Defensive coordinators are smart; they figure it out. It doesn't take long. They're like a copycat league; they adapt quickly. You know, tell me, you know, how, how how it ended for Robert Griffin. Tell it tell me how it ended for Colin Kaepernick. And don't bring anything political into it. You know, tell me how it's gonna probably end for Marcus Mariota. He's in a contract year. I don't think he's coming back to, to, to Tennessee. It's is is he like that, you know, because he's got you know it was just so good right away and then pitching coaches and hitting coaches, they take a minute, they figure it out. These managers are smart guys. They're they're the best of the best in the planet. At you know watching and, and managing baseball, I mean I don't want to to answer your question, Evo. I I don't want to say yes because then he's well, pretty much done. Isn't he kind of getting taxed though? But I don't. Is he like a read option quarterback where you can get one or two good years and then the the book is out on you and everybody figures you out? Well, right here, No Heart Nelson on Twitch. By the way, No Heart oh, Nelson, where has, have you been? Uh, yeah, no kidding. They say Hater is more exposed than Nelson's five chest hairs right now on, on the camera. <laughs> oh, he's no, got like, a lot of chest hair. No, he's got way more than five. Today. I like I like the fact that you how many buttons you got unbuttoned at the top I'm of that. Kind of jealous, Two? honestly. Two? Man, you should go three. Let it hang. Let a nipple slip no, out or something. Be, that would be once we start drinking. Oh yeah. That's how you know how drunk you oh, are. Oh, Nelson and I, whenever we play in a golf hunt, we've, we're two for two on wins. The shirts always come yeah, off. Yeah, the drunker you are, the more buttons yeah. start getting unbuttoned. Oh, yeah. Then eventually the shirt comes hey, off. Hey, if you and I are playing well today at the short game, um, well, I only have two buttons on my polo. Hey, if we're if we make the turn, I'm gonna unbutton one right now. Hey, are you hey. listening? 
Huh? If we make the turn and we're within two shots of the lead, we're, shirts are coming off. Sun's out, guns I'm down. Out. I've been hitting the gym up hard lately. Joe, so that's how we intimidated uh, on our oh, victory. We what totally. We played. We had a sudden death. We won an outing in a second hole of sudden death with our shirts off. Total intimidation. So oh. do you buy, Nelson, the – can you make a comparison to an NFL quarterback and a baseball pitcher? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I think you can. I don't know if I want to put Josh Hader in that spot right now just because, one, he has been pitching a ton. Two, I don't think they're using him in, in the best possible spot for Josh Hader. We've kind of talked about this. He's not a closer. He's really not a closer. He's a two-inning reliever where you bring him in in a high-leverage situation. Who was the guy the Yankees games. had a couple years ago who was, like, was a, the great setup guy, and then they tried to make him the closer, and it ruined him? Uh, what, oh, God, was who was Miller? That? Uh, who was that? It was like three years when the— Well, yeah. Miller's a good, good a, a one. Miller could never be ruined. Uh, Batances is a good one. Robertson? Robertson? Yeah, maybe. I know the, they had a guy who uh, was the— Well, all three of them kind of yeah. failed when you put him in at right. closer. and because they when they got rid of Chapman to the Cubs for that one year, and the oh, Yankees— Robertson. They tried all these great setup guys, and they ruined them all as relievers. I, I mean, like, are the Brewers ruining what we have? Is okay. to Nelson's point is this guy <laughs> one of the greatest long relievers setup guys that if, he's got two pitches? He's got a fastball that he always uses in a slider. Well, once but in that a while. would make you more of a reliever than a setup guy. But is his skill set is or his mental acumen or whatever? Even if the Brewer, even if they don't have a Corey Knable this year, should you never move Josh Hader from? Should you just leave him? He's going to pitch the seventh and eighth inning, and that's it. Well, He's plus, never pitching the when ninth inning. When you bring inning. him in, especially when they bring him in for more than just one inning, they're always bring him in to tough situations, right? Or else you're not using. You're not bringing well, Josh yeah, Hader that, in. That's a good point. When you're up eight to two, you're bringing him in when there's guys on first and second. You need one or two outs in the eighth inning, and you have one of their best batters coming in. Okay, up. here I have this. Josh Hader had a 2.09 ERA in his first half, allowed seven home runs and 43 innings of work. After the All Star break. He's now had an ERA of 5.68 with six home runs allowed in 12 and two-third innings. Yikes. He's never had an ERA above three in his career, though. So, I mean, so, you have to look at the whole season. I think it is a little bit of there, is, there has been added pressure. There has been more of a different uh, use on how they're using him. And... They've been used a lot. Remember Hader last? How many games did he go? Or um, was it 19, 17, 19? What the, something almost 20. It was insane well, of him. Last year when Corey Knable was garbage for like that month and they had some injuries and Hader went in and, and got some saves and he was he was kind of doing what he's been doing this whole season. He only did that for about a month. He's been doing that for almost four months now. He has twice as many saves as last year. And, Joe, you brought up the thing out of the Brewers ruining Josh Hader. Look at some of the pitchers that we – and we did this exercise at 6 o'clock this morning. But look at some of the pitchers. Corbin Burns, who was a starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers this season, has now been demoted to double A. Yeah. He's in double A. You have Jimmy Nelson. What was Jimmy Nelson's – we were looking at the stats. Well, Jimmy Nelson, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Jolice Chassin – have combined to be worse than four games below average their war, when to, it comes total to war. So right. you're, basically your starting rotation outside of Davies and Anderson has been four worse game or four games worse than an average pitcher. Because that's war. And they get Woodruff hurt. Think about if they were but the four Brewers are games, still in the mix though. That's only, the thing. Only two games Think about out. if they were four games better, where they were just average. 
They're in first place. Well, just uh, by the way, Vader, you know, yeah. the, the pitcher was Andrew Miller, uh, Nelson. He was probably the best. He was the hater. Went to three straight All-Star games for the Yankees, 12-13-14 as a setup guy. He was traded to the Indians at the trade deadline in 2016. That was when the Indians were obviously going to the World Series. Um, they made him their closer. He completely cratered in 17. Now he is on the Cardinals. I don't even – does he even pitch? No, for he, the Cardinals he's anymore. He's the guy that uh, Yelich just completely owns. They'll bring him in to face lefties, and then Yelich will hit so a bomb off. This him. guy was literally he was Josh Hader five well, years ago. You can go one further and look at uh, Robertson, who was also in that Yankees bullpen. I believe he signed with the Phillies. Was it this year? Or last year? He's been trash too. He was supposed to be their closer in two and a half seasons as the setup guy for um, uh, the Yankees. He had an ERA of 1.39 uh, with the Yankees. His ERA went to over three when they moved him into the bullpen. Hmm. There, I mean, as hater, just are there some guys that you know you try and you know it's like the you know you you draft. Well, we've seen it in Green Bay, Ebo. You draft a guy who's a safety and you make him a cornerback. You draft a guy who is a tight end and you make him a wide receiver. You draft a center who played center in college, and you say, "Nope, we don't have a starting right guard." Even though you were an all, you know, American center in college, we're going to make you our starting right guard. And what happens often and not, it doesn't work out. Maybe Josh Hader, to, to your to Nelson's point, is just one of the great setup guys in baseball. And yep, they don't have a closer this year, and the temptation is there to move him to be the closer, but it's not what he's good at. So leave him what he's good at. He's good at pitching in the seventh and eighth inning. That's it. Leave him there. End of story. Yeah, but then you got Craig Council out there saying things like, you know, well, it's how it's how it's how the whole bullpen was used this year, and you could see that in the first two well, months. Well, the bullpens had to been used that way because the starting pitching at times has just been total trash. Early in the season, Craig Council could have let it ride with some of these younger guys when he pulled them at eighty pitches, and now you're starting to see that it's starting to catch up with them. They started pitching poorly in June. They kind of had a resurgence, but now in August, the whole team is just... Well, I know who we can ask. That's Cody Grant. Cody Grant's coming. He was at Miller Park last night. He'll be there today for day baseball. The Knabel injury has hurt way more than I think they thought it would. I completely agree with that. Uh, You know what else is great? Micro Wrestling. It's the (laughs) Micro Wrestling Federation. It is next Friday at Newt's Bar and Grill in Orferville. We were there last year. It is... Absolutely incredible if you've never seen it. The Midgets tried tried to fight Nelson last year after he interrupted their moment of silence for a fallen midget. Yeah, that was a tough scene, Nelson. So that was a tough scene, hopefully Nelson. that something like that doesn't go down again. But we want to send you in a guess. I was standing. <laughs> that's just wrong. And by the way, Newt's Bar and Grill, if you've ever been there, that is one hell of a complex, man. Dude, that's uh, wild. Know, that place is like a compound. I feel like I'm in spring break or something. Take caller 3, 608-321-1670. Caller 3, 608-321-1670. You and a guest, Micro Wrestling. I'm telling you, I went to it last year. I was like, yeah, right. It was lit. It was amazing. It was so cool. Caller 3, 608-321-1670. We'll visit with our brewer guy, Cody Grant, coming up next. Uh, we welcome in, with that being said, our guy, Cody Grant. Was at uh, Miller Park last night, heading back there today. Morning, Cody. Morning, guys. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, we're trying to answer this question. Do you believe, Cody, 
Is the book out on Josh Hader? I I use the equivalent. It's like a read option quarterback. You get one or two really good years, and then defensive coordinators figure you out, and you see how those careers end. Uh, are, are managers, hitters, starting to figure out Josh Hader? Or are we reading too much into this? Uh, you know, slump he's in the last couple of months. Well, he's definitely in a slump. I don't think that it's necessarily hitters are starting to figure him out. Obviously, a lot of his home runs are coming off on first-pitch fastball, so they're waiting for that fastball. But if he's locating that fastball, they're not going to be hitting those home runs. That fastball to Barbara and Gonzalez last night was supposed to be up and in, and he left it over the middle of the plate. He's not locating that pitch. So if you're a hater and you're throwing that ball right over the middle and a guy's waiting for a fastball – they're going to jump on it. They're going to hit it out of the park. Uh, so guys are looking for that pitch. I mean, he throws it 87% of the time. Um, but if he's not locating it where he wants to locate it, it's going to be a problem. So I think it's more so that, yeah, guys are waiting for the fastball, but it's also uh, haters in a slump. He's not locating that pitch, and that's been the biggest problem. We have a question on Twitch when it comes to how often or how many times do you guys keep blaming the pitchers and not start bringing up who the – pitching coach is do you have buy anything to the, the pitching coach a change there has been you know kind of the reason for some of the slumps for some of these guys i mean you can argue that the pitching coach has done wonders for guys like chase anderson and uh geo gonzalez and um adrian hauser uh, guys have had successful seasons in a year where Brandon Woodruff has gone down alicia scene has been hurt uh, Corey Knable not pitching all season long. Uh, they've been decimated by injuries on this pitching staff. So you can look at that and say, well, guys have had down years. Guys have also had pretty good years. And I don't know if a pitching coach is going to be able to work with Hayter and out of the slump just with him missing fastball locations. You yeah. know, it's not something that uh, Hayter has done in his career. Uh, he had a little slump after the All-Star game last year and he got through it um it's the same thing with hitters hitters go through slumps yellow has gone through slumps this season so hater when you look at his numbers this year he's still pitching pretty good um since the all-star break though his era is up to 5.68 he's allowed six home runs and just 12 and two-thirds innings so i would look at this more as a slump but you also have to look at he's probably a little uncomfortable and i'm not trying to make an excuse for hater but uh, he's not a closer and they've been kind of using him in that role this season because Canables hurt. So kind of by necessity. They well, didn't go it, add a closer. I'll go ahead. Yeah, and I was just going to say, uh, Cody, uh, visiting with our guy Cody Grant, I mean, not to fault Stearns or Council. I, I mean, we would all be thinking that way. But, you know, you, you, preseason, you lose Corey Canable for the year, all-star pitcher. The natural knee-jerk reaction, you know, progression is to say, okay, we lost our all-star closer, but we have an all-star setup guy. All-star setup guy now becomes all-star closer. It doesn't always work out that way. I mean, do you think at all retrospectively, David Stearns would look back at the, the preseason and spring training and say, man, I wish I would have gone out and gotten a closer and, and left Hader where he was meant to maybe be as a, a star? Absolutely. Because you look at the last two seasons, and Council has said it after game after game after game when fans are clamoring for put Hader as a starter or make Hader a closer. He would always say, listen, Hater's a weapon. I love using him in the sixth and the seventh. You go two innings in the seventh and the eighth and give it to Knable to close the game. That's what Hater's role has been since being on the Brewers. Now, this year, though, it has changed. And Like I said, it's not uh, because 
they didn't have a plan. They had a plan to use Knable as a closer. So that's why Hayter was set up to be in that role he's always been in. But when Knable goes down, I think that was one of the biggest mistakes that the Brewers have made this season, that David Stern has made this season, was not getting a closer. And he had another opportunity to do it at yeah. the deadline, and he didn't do it. And, and that's really hurt the Brewers this year. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Uh, Cody, you know, Ebo and I were talking about this earlier, and, and maybe this is either the best or the worst thing for the Brewers. You talk about the division, and if the Brewers are Jekyll and Hyde, I don't even know what the Cubs and Cardinals are. I mean, one week you leave the Cardinals for dead. You say, man, they've lost, you know, seven of eight. Maybe they're coming back to earth. And then how do they bounce back? They win five in a row. You say, well, maybe the Cubs are finally going to figure this out. They go to Cincinnati and lose two or three. Like, can you get a read at all on this division with 40 games left? Not at all. It seems like nobody <laughs> wants to win it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the Cubs are, uh, their biggest problem is they can't win on the road. Yeah. Um, they just lost again last night to the Phillies. They're fly 23 the and 36 fly down the L, on the road. Cody, fly the L. Well, fly the L, but you got to fly the W when the Cubs lose for the Brewers. So they're not going to pick up any games on them. They're still two and a half out right now. And, you know, they had a great opportunity last night. And, um, you know, I was hoping that they counsel left Matt Albertson last night. <laughs> uh, he came in and faced one pitcher. And Albertson has been terrific for the Brewers. Uh, now, he, in 12 of his last 13 outings, he's only allowed uh, one run. That's crazy. Um, you know, day game. Because everyone thinks, like, bad of him. Yeah, because he had he blew up last season. <laughs> He embodies, like, the Wisconsin, like, body type, too. Like, we should embrace Matt Albers. <laughs> right. No body shaming or fat shaming on this show like, at he all. he is Wisconsin. I mean, Cody, we have an obese phone screener that's B- verified. <laughs> BMI we checked his it. BMI, and we love Nelson. I love him like a son, like a little fat son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Cody's like, I don't know what this is. No comment. Is. Yeah, no <laughs> comment, right. Uh, how important, I mean, look, you know, it wasn't, like, walk-off ninth, but, I mean, to kind of battle back, you know, you're, you're down last night, and then you, you claw back, and then the Twins hang the, those big numbers late. How, you know, was that a, a backbreaker as far as a confidence builder? And then, the, in turn, how important is to get this split today, uh, A, for just the wins, but B, to how you lost that game last night? Yeah, it's a tough way to lose, especially when, you know, you're down 4-1 in the seventh inning, and Yelich gets you going with that RBI double, and then Yasmani hits the three-run homer. Uh, puts you back on top, and you're thinking, okay, this looks pretty good. We have Albers, we have Hader ready to come in, close it out, and for the most part, despite Hader's struggles this year, you still feel really confident when he comes in the game. And he comes in that situation, and first pitch, man, Gonzalez mm. jumped on it, and it puts the Twins back in front, and now it's like, okay, well, I don't know about this now, and you know, it's a tough way to lose that game, especially late. Um, so, yeah, t- you know, today is important. You obviously don't want to lose series. You want to either split or win series. So it's a two game set with the twins. It's not the end of the world if they lose. Like I said, there's still a lot of baseball left. Um, I don't think we're getting to the point yet where we're calling every game must win. Uh, it's too, too early for that. And the way the Cubs and the Cardinals are playing right now as well with uh, their own struggles. So yeah, it's an important game. You want to win the series. You want to split the series, but um, we'll see, you know, Gio Gonzalez will get the start today. Uh, uh, Council talked about wanting to maybe use a bullpen day today. But with uh, Drew Pomeranz pitching last night, Albers and Hader, uh, he's going to start Gonzalez. Uh, Cody, before I let you go, uh, we're uh, putting together a list of top 10 uh, mixed drinks in America. We're down to three. Uh, you've got quite the refined palate. Do you have any uh, guess? Uh, we're still looking for the, uh, oh, excuse me, two. We're down to two now. The eighth and tenth 
most popular a mixed drink in America? You have a you have a guess? Um, anybody say gin and tonic yet? A good know. guess. Yeah, Nobody no, has not said that. Uh, no, Cody Grant, the gin no. and tonic wow. is not on the top ten. Well, my go-to is Jack and Coke. Also, not yeah, also, I stunner on that one. Uh, wow, that's surprising. Well, margarita's number one. You come on down, Cody, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll truck some. All right, Badger Saturday is going to be here before you know it, buddy. Yeah, as long as it's got alcohol in it, I will drink it. That's my works man. For me. Thanks, Thank Cody. you, buddy. Thanks a lot. See there you, he man. is. Uh, call him. Follow him on uh, Twitter at Cody Grant. He will have a live. Cody Grant. 2015. 2015. Excuse me. He will have live uh, updates today from Miller Park. Vegas's adjusted win total out for the Packers is nine and a half, getting higher than I thought it would be. Uh, would you take the over and or under? So the follow-up question, your guys' homework assignment uh, was: uh, if they hit the over, which means they have to win ten games, are they a playoff team? Whether it's the division or the wild card. Nell, Nelly, I'll start with you. If they, if I win this bet, if I come down, well, I probably will. You know. Got to support my team. Uh, you know, we're partnering up with our friends at my bookie. Can't wait for Fridays with Raphael. So if I make this bet, is my team, the Green Bay Packers, going to be in the playoffs this year? If you take the over and the over hits, yes. I think worst case scenario, you're in the wild card. Now, uh, Ebo, buying or selling that a winning bet equates to the postseason for the Packers? I think, well, I'm going <laughs> to. I just gut instinct looking at the schedule and looking at, you know, how it ends and some of your road games because winning away from Lambeau is sometimes tough for the Packers. I was tempted on taking the under just at a 9-7 and seven record, but I still think you're looking at a wild card spot potentially. So even if you do take the under and if it hits at 9-7, and seven, I think you could sneak in as a wild card. It's not a bad way of looking so at I it. So I think at worst case scenario, you're looking at a wild card team, even if you take the under. Okay, last year the two wild card teams were the Eagles and Seahawks. To your point, uh, Ebo, Seahawks 10-6, and six, Eagles 9-7. and seven. I think most people would agree the NFC was way better than the AFC. It's been like that for the last couple of years. Um, yet 10 and six gets you in. Um, you know, the Saints and Rams both tied with 13 and three records. Uh, the Bears were 12 and four, Cowboys 10 and six. Those are your division winners. Yep. Eagles and Seahawks were 10 and six, nine and seven. I mean, hell, as bad as the season was until they were, until the McCarthy firing, right? The, the Arizona game. I mean, Green Bay was not out of it with four games. No, mean, they weren't. Because remember, we're still doing the like, all right, if they do right. this, 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 and this. And Murphy and Gutekunst and everybody was selling that, you know, they were they were firing McCarthy because even at after the loss to Arizona, technically they weren't mathematically eliminated. That if they Mark could Murphy, win. If just they, laying down like a dog. Well, if they could win out, you know, which nobody ever thought Rolling they were going to. But even at eight, seven, and one, if that's what they could have been, if they'd won out, that eight, seven, and one could have got them in. The Vikings, by the way, did finish eight, seven, and one. If you recall, the Vikings had a chance going into Week 17 last year. So, yeah, I guess in theory, but to your point, you could take the under and still potentially make the playoffs yeah. uh, because uh, nine and seven got in last year, and and eight, seven. I mean, you you have a pretty good chance, I would think, of getting into the playoffs. Even as a wild card at nine and seven this year, right? Preach it, brother Miller. Hell, I remember one year when the the Seahawks made it in at seven and nine. Right, remember that? I went. Through I don't the, think that's gonna happen. I but. went through the schedule and I did, you know, best case scenario. I get the uh, Packers going eleven and five, and then I went through and did it again. Worst case scenarios, I got them going seven and nine. So you split the difference there, nine and seven. Yeah, I think nine and seven is, you know. 
I mean, if you want to look at the the the, the view from ten thousand feet, and we kind of did this with the division thing, but you know, let's just go down across the NFC. I, I would have said Dallas is the best team in that division. But if they don't have a starting quarterback or, or maybe the best back. running back in the game, you can't pick Dallas. I think Philadelphia will be better. Um, you got a full year of Wentz. They did some good acquisitions. I think they are a playoff caliber team. I mean, the thing Washington. I like about the Philly game, though, Packers are in a good spot. Because if you remember those Thursday night games, especially with teams covering, because, you know, gambling show, yeah. the home team is. A lot of advantage. Yeah, the, the road team is terrible on the Thursday night game. That is a good point. I mean, we've talked about it, Evo. Redskins and Giants are going to be brutal. Um, you know, you look at the NFC South. That division, to me, is the real wild card. I think any four of those teams could be playoff teams. And then the NFC West, uh, I mean, Arizona, come on. San Francisco, come on. Uh, you know, you have the Rams, maybe the Seahawks. So, there's really, I mean, if you think that the Packers can be an 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and 10-6 and six team, there's really only six, maybe seven teams that you could see being legitimate playoff teams at this point. Now, again, the greatness of the NFL, there will be a Tampa Bay team that was 5-11 and oh, yeah. last year there that goes 11-5. and five. Or there'll be a San Francisco team that went 4-12 and 12 last year that'll go 12-4 and four this year. But if you just play out the averages of the 16 teams in the NFC, I can only I, – I struggle to get past eight that I could see being Same. better than nine and seven. I think to, my biggest question mark for a team on the schedule – are they going to be good or are they going to be bad, the Chiefs? Because you got Patrick Mahomes is a beast. We all know that. Mahomes is the truth. Who in the hell is he going to throw the ball to? Well, I mean, Tyreek Hill the, for now. Besides the child beater. Who else is uh, he going to throw the ball to? I, I just. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, but we were talking about, weren't we talking about how the Chiefs probably are the team that takes the biggest step back? Well, yeah, their defense got worse. Yeah, their offense doesn't have a running game. But you, they're at, it's at Arrowhead, though. So, you know. That's a tough, that's a tough place to play. Plus, it's a tough. It's a, that's a tough spot for the Packers. And, and gets, then you got to go to the Chargers after that. It's Sunday night, and it gets loud at Arrowhead. Yeah, Arrowhead's louder than um, Century, the you know Twelfth Man and, and whatnot in Seattle. That's probably your first big, big test for a rookie head coach on the road. Well, and yes, I mean, look, no, I don't, I don't think any of us ever thought the Packers were going to go undefeated. I don't think any of us ever thought the Packers were going to lose less than four. I don't games. know. I think so, week one's his biggest test. Um, there are losses on the schedule. The question is again, Ebo, when you look at, you know, would you take the over of the bet? That's the first question. You know, if you look at the NFC and you look at the division, I mean, yeah, I think the Bears are going to still be a good team. I, there's no way I believe the Bears are going to be twelve and four. I think the Vikings are about what they were last year. I think they're, you know, an eight to nine win team. I think the Lions are about what they were last year, a five win team. So then it becomes, again, back to where we started this discussion a week ago. What are the Packers? If you think they're closer to the Bears and the Vikings than they are to the Lions, which I think everybody would, right? Are they closer to a 10 win team or are they closer to a five win team? Well, you would say, I mean, you would say the Packers are closer to a 10-win yeah, team. Yeah, than- definitely. There's just so many question marks for the Packers, but you have a constant in the beast that is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's uh, go to the phone. 608-321-1670. It's Ebo's best friend from Dodgeville, Wisconsin. You want to take a guess who that is? Uh, who is it? It's Scott! Scotty! Hey. What's up, Scotty? Surprise. So hey. happy it's you, Scott. Scott, I... Would to quote Miller would die for you. Perfect. Would die for you. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm not going to make you do that. But perfect. Yeah. Uh, hey, a little comment is, is the Packers. The only thing they're going to get through this year is to treat every game like a playoff game. Preach it, brother. 
okay, that's what it was. That's how I treat is, every Joe and Ebo show. Playoffs. But the other thing, other thing is that they've got to come out of the Playoffs. gun. You know, even in preseason, because if they do that, you ever notice that they escape to the preseason? Uh, Rupert Holmes, P- Escape, Pina Colada song. If you like Pina Coladas. No, that was this morning. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, that's the fact. I got it right down to more trivia for tomorrow, but that's all right. But what I'm saying is, is remember a couple seasons ago, they thought they were so good, they skated through the preseason without Rodgers playing. And well, then they, Scott, they, did you hear this? LaFleur, LeFleur, said yesterday that Rodgers and the Stars are probably going to play about a quarter tomorrow. But the, I don't care how long you play. They just need to play like it's a regular game. Oh, they're yeah. playing tomorrow, Scotty. How much would you pay for a quarter? Pay for a quarter? A quarter? Yeah. Quarter ounce? Yeah. How much would you pay for a quarter ounce? What's a good going rate for you? Dude, I don't drink. Oh, I want to talk about drinking. <laughs> hey, Scott, uh, by the way, speaking of drinking, so you're not going to guess, we have two of the top ten selling hard alcohol uh, mixed drinks. We we need the eighth most popular mixed drink in America and the tenth most popular mixed drink in America. Do you have a guess uh, on either one of them? A Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary's already been guessed. That is number but six. Well done, though. Well, well done, Scotty. Um, how about um, uh, Randy Old Fashioned? Also, guessed, but it's on also the list. on the list, number seven. Scott, you took both of my answers. Well done. Yeah. My dad used to be in the brand new old fashions. Uh, you know what? I used to like the uh, cocktails. Oh, man. My kids crush on the Shirley Temples, Scotty. Is that what they call them? Ah, kitty cocktails, Shirley. It's like, you know, do you call it soda or do you call it pop? Depends on where you're at. Or if you're down south, they call it Coke. Hey, before I go. But I ain't talking nose clams. Remember. Um, Remember before Nutra Sweet had that saccharin? Have you ever had that in Diet Pop? Yeah. yeah. I used to drink uh, vermouth straight because there was alcohol in it. Scott, I just drink you know? bitters out of the bottle. Hell yeah, I drink cooking wine. Yeah, well, saccharin has a real nasty taste to it. Yeah, they killed it, 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 cancer, man. Remember uh, the, the 80s, man? Yeah, uh, Thank you, Scott. Um, yes, Aaron Rodgers will play tomorrow night. That is confirmed, Scott, Thanks, Scott, so you can feel better about that. He will play a quarter to a quarter uh, in a half. All right, so back to the Packers again. If Can they win the bet? Oh, Scott, if you're paying $300 for your quarter, by the way, you're getting ripped off, bro. Just letting <laughs> you know. Um, okay, or can you lose uh, Ebo the bet and still make the playoffs? That was the question. I believe so. I think, I think they can. Be, yeah, wild card, man. I mean, Philadelphia Philadelphia won a road playoff game last year with a 9-7 and record, and a lot of people thought the Eagles were going to do another Foles-like magical run and win again before they fell in the second round. So, uh, yeah, I think the Packers could go 9-7 and seven and still make the playoffs. Because, and the other thing is, I don't think the division is out of reach at 9-7. and seven. I truly don't think the – I think the Bears' ceiling is a 10-win season, and I think the Vikings is probably about a 9-win season. You know what's season. funny about the Bears? They literally can't find a kicker. It is keeping Nagy up at night. Did you see that they can't find a kicker? It's hilarious. I don't know if you've been keeping tabs on it. I have not. It is so funny. They have these battles in camps, and they're like cutting guys or bringing guys in. They can't land a kicker. Nagy literally talked about how the double doink keeps them up at night. Hilarious. The one thing that scares me with the Packers' schedule, though, is I look at it, and I see a lot of trap games on there. Explain. Just bad spots for the Packers. I think a bad spot is the Giants coming back after the Niners when you're going West Coast and the East Coast. And to go on top of that, I think Washington – is also a bad spot because you're coming back from New York, but you're looking ahead to Chicago. And the big one, the one that I'm going to point at the most, is Oakland. 
it's Ooh. a short week by a day, and you you know you're playing a terrible Detroit team, and then what are you looking forward to at Kansas City? So you get a short week, and then you have to look ahead to Kansas City, and it's terrible Oakland. That has disaster written all over it for me, Mister Big Chest. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's I mean that's a, it's a fair point, Nelson. I think what you have to say is you know wins you know when do you you know take the good with the bad and you know there's are, is there going to be a game you know are they going to win in LA or are they going to win in Kansas City or are they I mean by the way if you don't haven't been paying attention they're a four point underdog week one I mean are, are they going to win week if they win week one uh that's an underdog I mean they're they, they are stealing a game in week one now I mean would it be a massive upset to beat the Bears week one I don't think so Rogers are owns they the Bears right are they favored right now to win that game no they are not so I mean, it goes both ways. You just, you know, back to the question is, can you truly see, you know, other than knowing Ebo, that yes, there will be one. I mean, the Bears were that team last year. <laughs> if I would, if you would have told me at this time last year the Bears are going to go twelve and four, I'd be like, you are. No, you I mean, won't. like, stop it. Yeah. So the, I mean, there's a team. There's a team out there. You know, you hope it's not the Lions, right, in your division. Ha! That's um, not going to be the Lions. Well, you would have laughed. <laughs> at, but you would have laughed if I said that last year about the Bears at this point. I mean, you—that's the I NFL. I would have believed a little more in the Bears than the Lions. Who just broke? Who was it? Who broke their leg for the Lions or done for the year? Was it? Uh, oh, there was yeah, curse. Yeah. Um, Poor here, guy, that sucks for them. By the way, before we go to break, I'll leave you guys some good news. So, even though the Brewers lost last night, Christian Yelich raised his batting average two points. So right now, Brian Reynolds, the Pittsburgh Pirates, is hitting 338. That's first in the National League. Christian Yelich is hitting 333. That's second. Uh, National League home runs. Cody Bellinger did hit a home run last night. So Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich tied at 39. Runs batted in. Josh Bell, 98. Christian Yelich, 13 back at 85. That is one, uh, well, maybe five. That's about a four or five percentage point swing on a that's a good couple of days at the plate obviously a home run he's first you need a probably good week of rbis the last national league player to win the triple crown 1937 joe medwick of the st louis oh what a beast christian yelich is 13 rbis and five batting average points away from being the first national league player since the 30s to win the triple crown think he can do it now that's a lot of RBIs to make up in. Nelson, this is also for you. This the Heisman Trophy just tweeted this out. Whoa. At Nelson? No, but kind of. Oh. Happy birthday to Tim Tebow, the 2007 Heisman winner yeah. and super fan Nelson Raisbeck over here. I can't believe you're not wearing his jersey. Yeah, it is Tim Tebow's birthday. I wish I would have known I would have wore it. The gray Denver Bronco alternate jersey. Touchdown Jesus, baby. Yeah, get on your knees like Tim Tebow, bro. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, People say he sucks, but he's got more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, it's because he does suck. Uh, by the way, I can't wait. Fan- what Have we picked a start date for the fantasy zone yet? We got to put that out there because I, I got to start making bets here. With, uh, the, the, the prop fantasy zone bets last year were amazing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Would you take the over or under? Suck. Green Bay Packers, nine and a half wins. I mean, you would say this, uh, Ebo. You've done this long enough. I know you're not the level of depravity that Nelson and I are when it comes to sports gambling, but you've been with me since the beginning when the oh, yeah. action zone hit the airwaves. Uh, you've, you've seen enough gambling and enough trends from Vegas to to see what's going on, that the Packers' win total has gone up. Um, does that give you a encouragement? Does this, you know, is this Vegas 
reeling in all the dumb betters? Is this, you know, the tourist So crowd? this is every year. Like, every why year. is this bet? Why has the Packer win total gone up so significantly? Every year, Vegas puts up a win total around this, and they laugh all the way to the bank usually because cheeseheads, no matter what happens, will bet the over. There's a lot of cheeseheads out there. What was it two years ago? Nine and a half? Well, but two years ago, you're, coming off, you're, you're coming off the NFC Championship. Oh, yeah, I, know I know it didn't go well, but you're coming off the I, I would think it would have been 10 two years ago because you're coming off the NFC Championship game. What was it last year? Nine? I think it was the same thing, nine, nine and a half. <laughs> and you had a healthy – but hang on, though. For the first time ever – Aaron Rodgers, what you know, didn't come back and wasn't you know didn't save the day two years yeah, ago like we thought he who was. Who was laughing all the way to the bank? Vegas because cheeseheads would be betting the over no problem. I think I think Vegas. There's a lot of people that like they just like all right. Here's a sucker fan base because they think they're going to win the Super Bowl every yeah, I year. I don't know about that, Nelson. I mean, do you, why do you think this total has gone up? Well, kind of like what Ebo uh, said right there. A lot of Packer fans are going to go out there, and you have to think that Packers. Do have a big fan base worldwide. There are there are no doubt, and the Cowboys, Packers, you know, Lakers, and Yankees, you say they're always going to get overvalued. What There's, do you say? I'm a Packer fan. All you talk about is I'm a Packer fan. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Bart Starr, World Championships, Super Bowls. They're known with winning. Thirteen NFL championships. Suck on that. Every other team in the NFL. <laughs> um, okay, so do you guys? So is is Vegas over? Is nine and a half overvaluing then? I think it. I think it I think is overvalued by about a game. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's pretty spot on, though. A well, nine and seven, ten and six. Well, like, okay. Let, what let's, do you do? Pop okay. quiz. Hot shot. Well, you even, know. even all us three are to a point a little biased with Packers and how good we think they're going to be. Since I'm we're a all truther. three are fans. I'm a truther. Well, okay. Six zero eight three two one sixteen. Pop quiz. Hot shot. What do you do? What do you do? I'm not sure. Um, okay, the 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 win totals are sharp on all these. Okay, like Vegas, like you know whoever it was who called in earlier, they 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 know what they're doing. Um, like I'll give you an example: um, the Cleveland Browns. They are the you know the 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 toast of the NFL. Everyone's loving Cleveland. Nine and a half wins. You know it's the same thing. Like okay, you might think the Browns is a cute story, and you like Baker Mayfield biting into beer cans, and you love the drama of Odell Beckham. And you love, you know, the the notion of the Browns being this lovable loser for 20 years, and now they're going to turn it around instantly and be a Super Bowl contender. Okay, go to the window See, and really this. put your money where your mouth is. Are you are you guys? Would you be confident to drop money on the Cleveland Browns being a 10 and six team this year? No, they haven't done it yet. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't bet money. The on factory that. of sadness does not just go away like that because a quarterback chugged a beer and you got a wide receiver and that wears a skirt. <laughs> it doesn't automatically the 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 air and the cloud of just depressing depressing football just doesn't dissipate immediately. See, I would love to. They're see so overhyped. What Packer fans had to say with how they would bet if the over under was nine. Because to win, you'd have to get 10 wins. To lose, you'd have to have eight Right, wins. but you have that cushion. You have that tap out to say, I can go 9-7 and seven and at least get my money back. Now, I think we'd figure out where more people stood on right. either positivity or negativity yeah, I with, agree with a 9 flat. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And I think I would still lean under just a bit. But here's the thing. Okay, looking at, you know, comparable. I mean, you would say the Steelers and Packers are pretty like franchises, right? Yes. A lot of success. Both had a couple down years. Pittsburgh's at 9. Like, are you buying? Or would you feel confident 
You you lost Le'Veon Bell. You lost Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger's one year close to retirement. A lot of people thought like Mike McCarthy, Mike Tomlin shouldn't have made it through the season. Didn't he are just you, get an extension? He did. And then he just got an extension. But are you confident? Would you be confident wagering your hard-earned money on the Pittsburgh Steelers going 10-6 and six this year? <laughs> oh, I think nine's right where it's at. Right. That's what I'm, These bets are – I mean, they don't – Can Vegas, I bet on the push? I don't think screw it's more around, likely man. the Steelers win 10 games than the Packers winning 10 games this year. I think there's more question marks with the Packers than the Steelers. Yeah. Because you know with the Steelers, you have Big Ben, you have Mike Yeah, but Tomlin. what if he gets the walking boot out and threatens retirement? He plays every game. <laughs> you have Mike Tomlin, the – Either he's getting an extension every year or he's getting put on the hot seat, but you know you have a solid coach, and you know you have James Connors who's been good, and you have solid receivers. You, you keep losing receivers every year, and they continue to you play see well. You're a juju. Exactly. And you know the defense will be at least average. Well, and that's one where I think the, the Packers division is more competitive. And, and the Steelers are just one. I know it's a different conference, but, I mean, Cincinnati is going to be terrible. I'm not ready to buy into the hype of the Browns, and I think Baltimore is going to struggle this year. So maybe the Pittsburgh, just by default, the best team in the division. I think the Packers, Vikings, Bears are better than the Steelers, Browns, and, and why do, Ravens. Why does the Browns just like irk me? The Browns love because they haven't won anything like, yet. Pisses and me off. But okay, they I'll, threw a parade for going defeated. Well, oh, and sixteen, they get free beer to, for, so, so they could win a game. I'll, I'll They're a bunch of losers. I'll give you guys another one. Uh, say, this is even a little more difficult. How about Cleveland? Um, St. Louis Rams, ten and a half wins. I'd now, go under. I mean, to win that bet, they got to go eleven and five. They're just like you know we were talking about yesterday, even with the Bucks schedule coming out. You know, the Bucks were able to sneak up on people last year. They're not going to sneak up on anybody. The Rams, nobody believed in Jared Goff a year ago. The Rams aren't sneaking up on everybody. I mean, would you feel confident saying the Rams are going to be eleven and five or twelve and four this year? No, I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I would take the under. I'm in confident that. on the under. You have Russell Wilson still with Seattle and Pete Carroll. They're going to be not a great team, but a, a decent team. And then you also have a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo this year with San Francisco. See, the, the point Jim, is, you guys Jimmy have – well, I guess, did we say you take the over in Pittsburgh? Yes. Because I was saying, out of the five teams I've given, we I mean, it's, it's tough to find overs. I mean, th- this exercise is not that easy. Uh, John in beautiful Hurley, Wisconsin. Hey, welcome John, hey. to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, happy hippie Christmas, boys. Oh, it is hippie Christmas, isn't it? Dude, you can find Absolutely. some good old school video games right now. Yeah, just uh, stroll the streets of Madison and you'll find uh, find all kinds of stuff. But the cost <laughs> I got some good Sega Genesis games. Crap. All my roommates crap that they didn't yep. pick up. Yep. Going to the curb. Yes, sir. A lot of Jackson Pollock type uh, stuff going on there, John. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, getting back to the win totals, I think an interesting uh, debate and it's kind of, you know, the ultimate Wisconsin uh, optimistic or pessimistic, depending how you look at it, who wins more games, the Packers or the Badgers football team? It's great. Right thing. around. Yeah, that's a future. Everybody's file. picking nine. Everybody's picking ten, you know, somewhere in there. Who wins more games? If you had to pick one, which one would you rather win ten games? Well, yeah, that's another good question. Johnny, getting it going uh, John, high-level thinking. You, Hippie Christmas has got you inspired. Thank you, buddy. I'll definitely put that uh, in the future file. I would, I mean, it would, Wisconsin would be who's more important because the Packers, we thought about it, Ebo. You could perceive, potentially get into the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Yes, sir. There's no way if Wisconsin doesn't win at least 10 games, it's in the Big Ten championship game or has even a remote chance of playing in the college football playoffs. So what's more important to get to 10? It would be Wisconsin. Now, which team has a better chance of getting to 10? Poof. That's a good question. I mean, obviously you have four more. The Badgers play 12, 
13 if you get a conference championship game where the Packers play 16. So just by simple math, you'd have to say the Packers. I what is, I think um, they're both of I think they're both nine to ten win teams. Honestly, I, probably are, the Packers, maybe slightly. Do you have the odds up for NFC South at all? Uh, NFC South. Yeah. Do you have like the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, or Buccaneers? You want their win totals or? Yeah. Yeah. What are they? Uh, the Falcons are projected for an over-under win total of nine. Okay. Uh, Carolina is seven and a half. Really? That might be intriguing. Uh, New Orleans is ten and a half, and Tampa Bay is six and a half. See, I think that's kind of comparable to the NFC North, like that division. You have like three teams that are fighting for the top. Saints probably going to be like, you know, the number one. But then the Buccaneers are like your Lions in this. Yep. So I don't know. I was like, what are the Panthers? Seven and a half? Seven and a half. Man, I take the over on that one. I, yeah, I mean, the Cam Newton injury stuff would have you a little concerned. Uh, I mean, again, that's just a tough division. Where do you find the wins? Uh, but again, like Nelson, go back to what we were saying. You know, we did this exercise. I list. I just picked five teams that I thought were similar in stature to the Packers. Out of all, out of them, we only picked the over on one team, and that was the Steelers. And it, it may be low at night. Let me give you another one, and this is just show you how difficult it is, especially with what's going on with the quarterback. Indianapolis Colts, same win total as the Packers, nine and a half. I think three weeks ago the Colts were like a dark horse Super Bowl pick. Luck's got an ankle injury, now, right? Now he? you have well, it's an ankle, it's a calf, it's a bone. Nobody really is saying what's wrong with them. I still think they're the best team in that division if he plays, but I mean, Nelson, are you dropping money on the Colts to be ten and six today? Oof. 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 See that one I probably won't even touch because it all we all know it comes down to Andrew Luck. Look how bad that team was well, just were, a couple of years were, ago when he terrible. was. God, if only we could ask Andrew today. But that's my point. We okay now I we're probably one, wouldn't even touch okay, that. Now we're one for six. I'll give you another one. And obviously with it, Dallas Cowboys nine and a half. Same as the Packers. You take an over under on the Cowboys. Probably going under. With with the question marks yeah, with Dak under. and Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. But if the news comes under. out that they all are getting paid and coming back, then I would probably dory, take the over. I mean, I would think they're going to win more than nine games, right? But that's the thing with Green Bay. Like, are we are we just living in the past or, you know, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it? Like, you know. See, I go over with, like, Philly because aren't they around nine? They're nine. See, they had a ton of injuries last year, and they still won, like, nine or ten games. Um, all right, right in the division, Minnesota Vikings, nine or nine and a half. So, I mean, do you think the Vikings are a 10 win team? I think they're over. Oh, yeah, Nelson's got that's a hard right. That's right. He, he likes the Vikings. I mean, but I, I mean, it's not crazy to pick it. I, I mean, look, I we could chargers argue, uh, the LA Chargers are nine and a half. It's the exact same as the Green Bay Packers. Go over. I, mean, I would probably take the Dude, over. Phil Rivers got to like pay for his t- t- million kids. You gotta win. If Melvin Gordon played on that team, I'd still probably go over if it was like eleven. Yeah, I mean to the Vikings. I mean, like, okay, the Vikings and Packers, Ebo, have roughly the same thing. I think the knee-jerk reaction is what you just did. You're not gonna win ten games. They have Kirk Cousins, but and I'm I tend to agree with you. But here's the thing: the Viking GM's not an idiot. He's not trying to get fired. Somebody somewhere, and it's not like there was not other teams that weren't interested in Kirk Cousins. So somebody valued this guy that he can win. Now he didn't win last year, but you go to back to two years ago. The Vikings were in the AFC champ or the NFC Championship game, you know. So, and in theory, they got better at the most important position. Why is it a stretch to think? And and clearly, I'm not hoping this is the case, nor would I put my money on it. But why would it be crazy to think that the Vikings couldn't win 10, 11 games this year? I don't think that's crazy to put that notion out because there. Because Kirk Cousins' his entire career, he's been Mister Five Hundred. I mean, that's the obvious answer. But again, why did the Vikings give him $90 million guaranteed? Because you got to pay people that you think 
can be good at quarterbacking when at the reality of the situation is Kirk Cousins is well, but They could have kept Case Keenum and nobody would have complained because the Case Keenum got him to the you know, uh, NFC Championship. That's why the Vikings have – how many trophies do they got in their uh, trophy case? Yeah, that would be zero. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. You, you may Joe, be, uh, do you know what the Chargers total was originally before Mel- Melvin Gordon's supposed holdout? I mean, it could be. 15 I mean, and a half. It's got to be the exact same, right? Well, is he, is he even worth? It, he's not worth it. I mean, I love Melvin, but he's not worth a win. If it went down at all, I go in and hit the over. I mean, a running back, the best running backs in the game right now are worth like on a betting line half to maybe yeah. one point. Yeah, that ain't gonna lose, win or lose them. They were seven in zero when he went to IR last year. I mean, that's the worst. I love you, Melvin Gordon, and I'm pulling for you to get your money. But the team that you play for was seven and zero when you didn't play last year. There's no way you're getting paid. Chargers over all no day, way especially if paid. it dropped from him being injured. All right, I'll run you guys a few and more overs uh, when we come back. I mean, similar teams. If you think this is tough for the Packers, you're not alone. We're talking about the Packer win told. Then we got into some other NFL teams, and I mean, some of some. The, the, they're not all going to be bad teams. Some of these teams are going to have good years. I'm trying to find uh, one that we all agree on. And I'm kind of with you, Nelson, on Pittsburgh at nine. But that would be if you dismiss the Browns. Like, if you think the Browns are all that in a bag of chips, um, then they— I just they, don't see them being eight and eight. Um, Who, the Browns? No, the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers? And you'd have to—they'd only win eight games for you to lose. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, and that's. And but that's one where they don't. Why didn't they give it? Why does Vegas give the half on the Packers, but not the half on the on the Steelers? Like, why are they trying to tempt tempt you more with Pittsburgh than Green What's Bay? Raphael doing? Let's wake um, his ass up. It's. I mean, his it's, monocle ass. <laughs> all right, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you another one. Um, very similar team, and think about the battles back and forth with these two franchises: Seattle Seahawks nine. What do you what do you do? Playoff team last year, they were supposed to be terrible last year. Remember, they sold all their key pieces. You know, uh, Richard Sherman gone, Earl Thomas gone, Cam Chancellor gone. Uh, you know, they're all Michael Bennett gone, Marshawn Lynch gone. This is the end of Seattle. It's over, and they made the playoffs last year. They won nine games and got in as a wild card. So what do you? Do? And I would say the same thing this year. Like, have you seen Seattle's roster? Well, they got Dano bubbles on their side too for Russ. I mean, but it's like we say, well, we have Aaron Rodgers. They their comeback is we have. I mean, they're they're wide I think receiver. they're a nine and seventeen. I think I'd hit the over on that. And my God, reasoning, how? For the, my reasoning for the over is because you don't lose with nine either way. But I think the Rams come down, Niners go up a little bit. Seattle's kind of the team that stays right there, right around nine ten wins. Nothing pretty, but just a solid team. I mean. I'm looking at their run. I mean, look, you know, it's. Uh... I think a lot of these worst case scenario, like Pittsburgh, like your Seattle's, when they're at these nines, it's very easy to get a push. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good thought right there. I mean, here's Seattle. They have Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and J.D. McKissick. That's their running back. See, let's just. Huh? Their wide receivers: Tyler Lockett, Jerron Brown, David Moore. <laughs> their tight ends are Will Disley and Nick Vanette. And then Russell Wilson. Like, Yikes. what? All right, think about this. That is like the worst skill Dude, positions ever. I think it was last year. Russell Wilson accounted for like 97% of their scoring in their offense yeah, and stuff. That's with his legs that and is, everything. That's their offense. That is Their terrible. offense literally is, hey, Russ, run with this ball. Or that's throw it if you terrible. want. Steelers and Seahawks are both nine. How many times to lose, you'd have to have them win eight games or less. You have... Top quarterbacks in the league, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, and 
most would say top coaches in Tomlin and Pete Carroll. How many times do a top coach and a top quarterback go eight and eight or worse? Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if your quarterback's trying to get you fired, then not many. <laughs> Correct. Other than if your quarterback's trying to get you fired and possibly a little banged up and injured. <laughs> possibly. All right. Uh, Definitely okay. trying to get you fired. This is a good exercise. So I'll give you one more because I think everything we this is this is the group of teams that the Packers are in with. We briefly touched on this one, but how about another one? Nine wins, Atlanta Falcons. You know, two years God. ago, two years ago, they blew a four touchdown lead in, in the second half of the Super Bowl. They're shooketh. Last year, they go seven and nine. Julio Jones didn't even catch a touchdown until like week like eight or something. Yeah, but are they the team that had a 28-3 lead in the third quarter of the Super Bowl? Or are they the team that went seven and nine last year? Because they basically, they have the exact same team. Now, that's one where they didn't lose. I mean, they lost Tevin Coleman, their second string. They bring back the entire team. So would you take the over-under on the Falcons at nine wins? And by the way, all these, do you see the theme here? Nine. Everybody is picked to win nine games in the NFC that matters. Dude, all these teams, though, you, like they are like a nine and seven team. The Atlanta Falcons? Well, right, but the whole NFC, they had one team in the NFC went nine and seven last year, Seattle Seahawks. According to Vegas, half the NFC is going to go nine and seven this year. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> so what would you do with the Falcons? Take over-under nine wins. I'd probably lean under. I'd lean under too. It was, I mean, you got the Saints in there, you got the Panthers. I think the Panthers are better than seven and a half wins. The Buccaneers are going to be turds. I'd take under. I take. I. I think the Falcons are eight and eight. They're an eight and eight team. So what? Okay. So we like the Steelers over. We like the. I mean, I guess we. I mean, Nelson, you like the Seattle over of nine. You think they're a ten win team? Yeah, I'd, I'd say just because I can get away with the push at nine. I don't think they. I think they're closer to ten wins, both the Steelers and uh, Seahawks, than they are eight. I mean, Dallas at nine and a half. That's way too incomplete right now. Um, with what's going on there. So I can't say for sure if they're a 10-win team. And then the other, oh, we didn't talk Philadelphia, who's now started at 9. They're up to 10. So for you to win that bet, the Eagles have to go 11-5. and five. I mean, people are high on the Eagles, but man, 11-5 and five for Philadelphia this year? I still like the Eagles. I mean... I think they're a playoff, but 11-5? and five, that's lose what, at, You'd have to lose at 9 wins. I still think they get to 10 for a push. Bros, I got I to gotta give a little shout-out here real quick. Our boy Secondhand Smoke John. You remember Secondhand Smoke John, right? Did you say secondhand smoke, John? Secondhand smoke, John. What game? <laughs> Who's playing? Apparently figured out how to use Twitch. Yeah. And he's, I think, getting in early at uh, Blue Velvet. Check it out, boys. Look what's on at the Blue Velvet right now. The Joe and Ebo show oh, on Twitch. Oh, man. That a boy, secondhand Love smoke, you, Johnny. John. Yeah, well, I'm glad you told me. I'll try to catch it. I'm That's not a, a big beautiful football site. guy, but yeah. Sounds cool, man. Uh, I pr- I appreciate that secondhand smoke, John. That is uh, me too. That is I hope you get some secondhand smoke today, brother. Hey, we have a, a big golf outing to get to. and talk about that uh, coming up. We have a, a big show uh, tomorrow. Want to uh, talk about that? We are uh, closer to, you know, new staples. Things like the Zone Blitz pregame bash, the Fantasy Zone, the Amon Green Show, Joe's Parlay Card, the Fantasy um, Showdown. Did you say that? Already? I did say that. Um, God, it's a good time to be alive. <laughs> 